Okay. Hello and welcome to our first ever ADP podcast here in uh, Lauriton. Uh, today I have Brendan Crabtree from North Haven Musculoskeletal Physiotherapist. Um, just give you a little bit of a background on Brendan. Uh, so Brendan is an APA title sports and musculoskeletal musculoskeletal physiotherapist and the owner of North Haven Musculoskeletal Physiotherapy. He completed his initial physio physiotherapy studies at the University of Sydney and went on to complete a Masters of Musculoskeletal and Sports Physiotherapy at Griffith University on the Gold Coast, making him a more advanced practitioner and allowing him to become a titled member of the Australian College of Physiotherapists. Brendan is passionate about helping people with all sorts of musculoskeletal and sports-related pain and injuries. His special, special interest areas include chronic and complex pain and running-related injuries. Welcome to our first podcast, Brendan. Thanks for having me. All right. So, first up, I'll just give a little bit of where we are, ADP. We are a training-based centre here in Lauriton. Uh, we like to pride ourselves on our variety of age and basically all, all skill levels. Um, we have a very large master's community in training, which our master's community is 50 plus. I think the average age would be closer to 70 for mm -hmm. our master's classes. Um, so in saying that, your business, mm -hmm. physiotherapy, Yep. where would you, what, what would be your outlook on working with elderly and yep. where your goals and yeah. your business structure. Yeah. I'm getting very lost in words. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, but I know what you mean. Um, yeah, so we, well, I'll start with our, our vision, which is a vision for the Camden Haven region in general, is to empower the Camden Haven to be the happiest and most active region on the mid-north coast. Excellent. And the bulk of the clientele that we deal with are probably in that above 50 category. I mean, we see right across the lifespan from really young, we've got some really young patients right through to some, we've got some 95, 96-year-old patients that come and see us. Um, but definitely the bulk of our patients are in that over 50s category. Um, and yeah, we, we really just want to make sure that they can continue to be active into their older lives and continue to do the things that they want to do, whatever that may be, if that's walking, if that's kayaking, rowing, golfing, yeah. um, whatever it is that they want to continue to do, that's what we want to help them to be able to achieve. And we do that through, we have our physiotherapy services, but we also uh, have an exercise physiologist who works with us, um, who helps to work with more chronic diseases and those kind of things. Um, and yeah, that's how we hope to achieve that for this community. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, as I, as I was saying too, like we have a very large master's community and that's a similar um, outlook of where we're coming from mm -hmm. uh, with that master's community is to basically we're not we're not looking to make athletes yep i mean if they want to be an athlete yeah yep. we'll help them along but it's to just longevity mm -hmm. keep them moving yep 
um, be able to go on holidays, yeah. move and, and do... I actually, in saying that, I had, had a lady come to me this morning that had just been to Bali and went with a younger friend. Yeah. And she said she out-walked her, yeah, out-climbed nice. her, up and down stairs. And she yep. said... She was just so thankful for the fact that she can yep. now move in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Which is... um. Which is amazing. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's that's where where we're coming from, and I'm sure that's where you come from as as a physio. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's, those those are the kind of stories that you like to hear when they are able to go over to wherever they go for their holidays yeah. and, and not have to be restricted by their physical capacity. Yeah, yeah. Um, not only just the things that they want to do in day to day life, but yeah, the, the extracurricular activities that they want yeah. to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, as, as you say, there, there is the other side where injury-based, yep. where people, I mean, any, any, you're going to move yep. in life, there's going to be an injury yep. eventually, mm-hmm. you know, um, how severe it is, yep. um, you never know. But uh, this type of training that we do is, is, is based on trying to limit those, mm-hmm. those things, and that's, yeah, as you say, with your with your classes that you run yep, yep. in the in your facility there yeah 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 so we we run a couple of classes that are predominantly aimed at people who haven't exercised in a while yeah um and often what we'll try and do they're, they're predominantly focused on strength and balance and that's to prevent injury again in sort of the older population where lots of their injuries come from um either a lack of strength or a lack of balance yeah. resulting in falls and injuries um and then our aim is usually to get them through that class and then often we'll refer them across to your master's class yeah. so that they can continue to strengthen beyond what we're capable of doing yeah. in our little rehab gym. Um, but yeah, like as far as the aging process, this is something that I tell people most of the time is that the most important thing that you can look to maintain as you get older is strength yeah. because it's one yeah. of the main things that we lose, but it's one of the main things that can keep you going. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, as they get older, will just do walking um, and not much else. Yeah. But strength and mobility as well, really mobility, important yes. things. Um, as you get older, but then also like injury prevention, like you said. So obviously the other side of what we do, so I'm a musculoskeletal physio, but I'm also a sports and exercise physio. So right. we deal with injury rehab and those kind of things. Um, most of that will come as the winter seasons kick off with your rugby league and soccer and those kind of things. Um, but again, most injuries will come down to a lack of strength or mobility. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rather than, I mean, you get the ones that are just wrong place, wrong time, collision, yeah. injuries, change yeah. directions, but a lot of it will come down to lack of strength or lack of mobility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, today, today, Monday was our range class yep. that I run. Yeah. So, what I like to do is actually like really explain and get in positions and then show them the why, because mm-hmm. um, it's easy just to write something up on the board and say, this is what we're doing today, yep. and then run around the class, and oh yeah, you're in good position, blah, 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 yep. blah. But the actual fact of showing them the why, and you can see see the light bulbs going yeah, on. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That makes sense, that yep. makes sense. Because um, what I've found over the years of just doing this, you see people, as as they age, they'll, they'll have pain, mm-hmm. or they'll have restrictions, and then they start to avoid yep. that position, mm-hmm. um, and that becomes shorter and shorter. Yep. Where they might have uh, were squatting down to get a bit of a pain in yep. the knee or discomfort, mm-hmm. 
um, and then they avoid going into that. So they get higher and higher and higher, where they're eventually just bending and picking up. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I just like to explain to them how we get into these positions. Yeah. Stretching, and then there's no use. Well, I, I'm going to say this from my point of view, mm -hmm. um, whether it, I hope it aligns with where mm -hmm. you are. But I came from, the, from a point of view of there's no use having this great mobility and range mm -hmm. if you're weak in that, yep. that position. Mm -hmm. um, that's lending to injuries. Yep. Where I like to, we do some passive stretches, mm -hmm. but more dynamic where you're actually coming into the stretch, contract, release, work yep. on that position and build strength in that new range. And then you're gonna be strong in that position. Yeah. Yeah, sounds sounds pretty. Yeah, so that pretty much lines up with what yeah. what we do, and it also lines up. I don't want to talk too much about like scientific research, but yeah. a lot of the the current stuff is pointing at the best way to improve mobility is to actually load yourself at end range, yeah. rather than just static stretching, is to actually put yourself into end range positions with some loading, yeah. and then variability within those positions to yeah. allow your mobility to increase. So I think that was sort of things people were. A little bit scared of yeah, in absolutely. the past. I think yeah. they, they still can be. Yeah, not, that, sure. not that we're saying you know chuck a hundred kilos on no, your back and, and let's go and do this splits or something. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's where we come from with yeah. that. Just going, just going back a little bit more. I think what are we now? I think we've been here. I think it's our sixth year yep. here. Yeah. I think when I met you, you came out to Q. Yeah, when you were still in the dojo. And yeah, yeah. Uh, out at the uh, karate. Yeah yeah, 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 and sort of. Had a chat and showed you what we what we do, and we've sort of worked with you mm -hmm. in, in a certain capacity. Probably yep. not to the best capacity that we could have. Yep. Um, that's a bit why we're trying to do this today is to just to, to get it more more known yep. that this is what we do, this is what you do, and this is how it can work together. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe you have anything to say on that? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, I I think, like you said, it's probably been um, up and down, but yeah. I, I came to meet you and Julie when you were back up at Q. Yeah. And it was just a very small space, obviously in a much bigger, well-fitted out place now. Yeah. Um, but the reason for the initial meeting was just that I actually think one of your one of your members had come to see me for something and then come back and spoken to you or Julie or both of you about yeah. um, the experience they had coming to our physio yeah. and how it seemed like our values were quite well aligned with each yeah. other. Um, and that's always been like I, I like to work with other local businesses, but I also want to work with businesses that have similar value sets yeah, to what we yeah, want to achieve yeah, um, in the community. And then, yeah, for sure, it's, it goes up and down because, you know, you get busy doing your stuff, we yeah. get busy doing our stuff. Um, but I think it works really well. Like I said before, we have some, some earlier level classes, I guess, for strength and balance. And then often when people are getting a bit too advanced for that, that's when we'll say, oh, go and check out this. Um, the master's class yeah. in the older category because you have more of the facilities and the equipment to then push that strength and that range beyond what we can push into in our gym. Um, and I think that works really well. And then on the flip side of it, um, people who have injuries, like they might come to you and say they've been out on the weekend and they've hurt themselves or something, you then know that you can send them to us. And we are very much, or at least me personally and most of the other physios that work, well, I'd say all the physios that work with me, um, we're not in the business of telling people to stop doing stuff. 
So we'll look at ways to find modifications, yes. ways to work around the injury. Um, I love to hear that. Yeah, and that works really well with, because we can get in touch with you yeah. and the other coaches here and we can just say, look, this is the injury they have. These are the things maybe to yeah. avoid at the moment and we know that you guys will scale it. Yeah. Um, or just pick different yeah. exercises. I know, I've known in the past, yeah, Aaron has been in contact a few times yeah. about certain clients um, to keep them moving. Yeah, absolutely. Because our, like, our theory is straight up, you don't want to stop. No. Yes, there's going to be a period where you need to rest. Yep. And that's just being sensible. Yeah. yeah but yeah. you need to, to continue on. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we'll modify. Yep. Um, and that goes through any age. Mm -hmm. We like to just to, to modify um, whether it's... Uh, we, we've had in the past, we've had people that have had knee reconstructions. Yep. We brought them in and they did it from the bench. Yep. They, were, they were seated, worked upper, upper body strength. Absolutely. You yep. know? Keeps them moving, keeps them sane. Yep. Especially if they've been an athlete that's had an injury mm -hmm. and then they're not moving for months on end. Yep. It's not a good, no. not a great outcome. No, that's right. Know? So, yeah. yeah, we've always been in, in under that, that theory of keep moving yeah. and then just slowly work back to... Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, complete rest is detrimental. Yeah. It's, there's no benefit from stopping everything because you have an injury to yeah. your ankle or your knee or your shoulder or whatever it may be. Um, you guys have a lot of equipment here that means... Because one of the big things when someone is injured, particularly an athlete or something, is they'll be rehabbing, say, their ankle injury, but they lose all their cardiovascular fitness yeah. because they're not doing anything to target that. Yeah. Whereas they could continue to do their sessions here and they could do things like on the bike or the rower or things that yeah. don't necessarily re require them to push their ankle too yeah. much. Yeah. So they're still resting their ankle in a sense, but they're not allowing their cardiovascular fitness still to fall working, down. Yeah. Um, and also just everything else, yeah. like all the other muscles that you can train, they just focus on rehabbing their ankle, they go back and tear the hammy on the other leg or whatever <laughs> it may be because yeah. they've been doing nothing else. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're definitely a, a relative rest, not a complete rest yeah. for yeah. injuries, and cool. then try and keep as active as possible. Yeah. yeah. So in saying that, with injuries and, um, well, pre-existing and new injuries, pain and pain management, Yep. Um, is a big thing, and, and it's a very hard thing as a as a coach, or I, I, I'm not sure from your side, of, but I know as a coach, um, there's so many people with different pain tolerances. Yep. Um, I know a lot of people like to label themselves. Mm -hmm. They might have injured themselves 20 years ago. Yep. They have tightness. It might be in their back. Um, they come in, and the first thing they say, I've got a bad back. Yep. And when you dig a bit deeper, they may have injured themselves 20 years ago, but they've still labelled themselves over that 20 years that yep. I've got a bad back and they're very protected of it. Mm -hmm. And that's understandable yeah, because absolutely. pain is just is a major driver yep. once you're in pain. Um, where do you guys come from with, with pain and pain management as in... Uh, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I mean, pain is... It's our bread and butter. It's what people come to us for. People yep. don't like. We get some people who come and say, "I just got this weakness or this lack of mobility, and I need to address it." But mostly, people will come to us because they're in pain. So we yep. we obviously have strategies to manage pain in the acute sense, um, whether that be through manual therapy or mm, certain rehabilitation type exercises that can get people moving again. Um, but yeah, pain, what what people don't understand on a whole about pain is the influence that other things have on pain. So yep. you, you may have 
an injury currently, like an acute injury, you roll your ankle. Yep. Right? So predominantly most of that pain is coming from um, receptors around your ankle telling you that there's something wrong there and pain is a protective response. But yep. then to your example before, people who've had an injury maybe 20 years ago and then have become really protective of their back. And that's usually going to be with like they won't bend because yep. they feel like that's a dangerous position for them. What happens is that their whole nervous system becomes much more attuned to any kind of change yeah. in their normal yeah. state of being. So when they do bend, they get that tight sensation because the body is still a bit protective. Um, and it's almost counterintuitive, but the way to work through that is to actually just gradually expose yourself to those yeah. positions, yeah. Um, which you can do through strength exercises, mobility yeah. work, yeah. Um, the classes. But the other thing that I really love about what you guys do is that you address um, the other side of the equation, which is like stress, um, the emotional impact yeah. of pain, those kind of things. So through like uh, breath work, ice baths, saunas, those kind of things, which actually help to um, relax your nervous system. Um, so, you, you know, you've got your fight or flight response. Yep. And when people have been in pain for long periods of time, their fight or flight response is basically going all the time. So mm. there's stress and there's yeah. adrenaline and all that kind of yes. stuff. Yeah, living in the sympathetic nervous system. Yeah, exactly, which then winds it all up. So that sympathetic nervous system winds up the central nervous system, which makes you more sensitive to any kind of change yeah. in input. Um, what the breath work, um, ice baths, saunas, those kind of things have, have been shown to do is actually take you out of that, yeah. back into the parasympathetic nervous system, into your rest and digest phase. Um, where your nervous system can relax and everything becomes a little bit less sensitized, which then can allow you a little bit of a window into moving. Yep. Um, so that's that's another thing that I love about what you guys do that really ties into, because we're dealing with pain. Yeah. Um, that ties in really well, particularly with chronic pain, which, mm. as you said at the start, is an interest area of mine. Yeah. I think with the, um, I know with the ice bath, um, like going your sympathetic to parasympathetic, yep. um, ice bath in there when you stand in front of that ice bath yep you basically will drop straight in to your sympathetic yep. fight and flight because yep. you do not want to get in that in bastard it, it's cold <laughs> yeah, right. and you know it it doesn't matter how many times it doesn't matter whether you're a seasoned yep. ice bath or whatever you know and you get tight yep bringing yourself back to your breath and learning how to breathe and learning that connection yep uh when you jump in and everything tightens and it goes a little bit further yep. but through your breath mm -hmm. and realizing you can calm your nervous system you can calm yeah, that yeah. system all the way back down to be back in your parasympathetic while you're sitting in a chunk of ice yeah is amazing exactly you know what the body is capable of when you attune yourself to your body yeah and know what you can do yeah for sure yeah yeah and that's obviously that's quite a high stress situation when you're in freezing cold water yeah. So if you can control your body's response to that in a really high stress situation, yeah. that means when you're in a, another high stress, but maybe not quite as intense as being in freezing cold water, yeah. that you then know that you can revert back to that to try and um, help to control your stress and your reaction and your body's yeah. response to it. Yeah. Yeah. So breathing is yeah another another side to what we do. Uh, um, I've gone down this path quite deeply. Mm -hmm. um, so not just breathing as in breath work, but just uh, learning how to breathe correctly, mm -hmm. yep. which is a big thing that we're never taught. No, that's right. We're never taught. Yeah. It's just like something that we do. Yep. And we just accept that we, we're doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but bringing back an awareness to your breathing, yep. 
can be a really powerful tool yeah, that, that we can use. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's one of the reasons why things like yoga work so well. Yeah. They, they tie it in with breath work. Um, I know you've been doing a lot in the space with breath work. Yeah. Um, and that, I think I spoke to you about it last week a little bit when we were off air um, <laughs> about the the research is now catching up. So yeah. breath work and this cold immersion and all that kind of stuff has been done for quite a while now, but um, was sort of on the fringes of healthcare but now there's lots of scientific research behind it that proves it does what everyone thought it did. Yeah. Um, which is great because it just brings it more into the mainstream so more people get information about it and then access to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you when you actually yeah, look into it and yeah, it's gone back yeah, what is thousands of yeah, years. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. You know, yeah. and it was used deeply. Yep. But then we were made to feel like we were a bit crazy. Yep. For thinking that it could help you in any way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, which is <laughs> a sad, a sad state of where the medical system can take things. Yeah. Um, yep. But unfortunately, that that is it. But I think the empowerment that people yeah can take and learn this self. Like I, I was, yeah, go back five years. I was totally oblivious to it. Mm. If yep. someone mentioned it to me, I would have laughed them yeah, off. That's, and that's true. Yeah, yep. you're, you're some sort of, you know. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be crazy exactly. dude, yep. but um, it's amazing how you can can grow and and find new new ways of doing anything and everything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I, like I would have been the same. I graduated from physio like 13, 14 years ago now. Yeah. And at the time, none of this stuff was talked about, and no. I would have been the same. It was very much on the fringes of, and it wasn't until I went and did my masters, I actually did um, a really big research article myself like yeah. a research paper as part of my master's degree into the effect of breath breathing yeah um on chronic pain like i said yeah. that's an interest area of mine so looking at the impact of breathing on chronic pain and yeah the medical system is stubborn to change at times but now with more people influencing um the research is caught up and now they're teaching yeah. it at uni so ah, like I, I teach casually at, at charles sturt university up in port macquarie yep and we're now at a point now where that's been included in the curriculum. Oh, that's so amazing. It wasn't there before, but now yeah. we're doing like mindfulness, um, yeah. breath work. Not so much of the, like the ice immersion and stuff um, at the moment, but definitely mindfulness and breath work yeah. is in the course now. Particularly yeah, that's for dealing amazing. with chronic pain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think with, uh, with all this m new modalities coming along, well, not new, old, becoming new again. Yeah, that's right. Um, what I've found is the ego gets in, in the way of a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. Um, and everybody wants to push it and extend out the amounts of times. Um, yep. Stresses on the body, it doesn't matter what the stress is, whether mm -hmm. we overtrain, yep. whether we have stress from work, whether we have stress from having a 10 minute ice bath. You yeah, know? absolutely. It's. Um, it, it's I, I, ice baths are one of those things too. They're popping up in all facilities, um, yeah, yeah. And people are just jumping in and going crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of science and research around it, mm -hmm. like jumping in an ice bath straight after a workout. Yep, is now being shown you don't do it. I saw something about that recently. Yeah, actually. yeah. So yeah. Real, like the the latest recommendations of what I'm seeing is a minimum of four to six hours before you ice. Yep. But then people are like, well, we see athletes doing it all the Training. time. Yep. But the athletes are doing it so they can go and compete again 
in maybe another hour. Yeah, absolutely. So they're shutting down the shutting down the repair system yep. to compete again. Yep. So I don't think people realise what they're doing sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like like everything, I've I've done a a, a cold immersion qualification, mm-hmm. um, which sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to be qualified in putting people in a nice bath. Yeah. But it's just. Yeah, it's just learning all these little intricacies yeah, that, that people, yeah, people are just taking for granted. This is what we do. Yep. And like every facility, yeah, we'll have an ice bath. Everyone jump in. Yeah. Great fun. Yeah. Everyone has a good time. Yeah. Until it's not a good time. Until it's not so, working out. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and that's, yeah. And that's kind of goes back to what you were saying before about when you do the mobility work, you explain to people why they're in that position, not just this is the position you're going to go in. Yeah, and it's you mentioned before the word empower, and I've got I mentioned it because it's part of our vision statement. But a lot of empowerment comes through information education, yeah, um, and imparting that onto people who come to us for physio or to you for um, workout classes. Yep, um, and so that makes a really big part of what's important. And then without that education, that's where you get what you're talking about. So I've I've had a bit of time in professional sporting environments. Yep. I, I worked for the NRL. Um, for four or five seasons. Um, I've worked for Queensland Touch Football with their elite touch football teams. Yeah. And yeah, as soon like as soon as the touch football teams come off, they they play a tournament where they play four or five games yeah. a day for four yeah. days in a row. As soon as they come off, they're into the ice baths. Yeah. Then they, they then come and see us for any kind of like massage, rehab, that kind of stuff. And then they'll see us pre game for scrapping, warm up, yeah. those kind of things. Um, completely different situation. Yeah. It's not a common thing to be playing four games of touch football at a really high level in one yeah. day. Yeah. And so they need to do that just to allow them to keep going. Yes. But we also, like, we manage injuries differently in those tournaments. Yeah, like they're, they're, yeah. yeah exactly. There'll yeah. be injuries that happen there that I go, yeah, you can probably get through the next three yeah. days. Move it, move. Strap but it up, after, move it. Yeah, exactly. But after that... <laughs> yeah, you need to... Yeah, yeah. And, but that's it, exactly. Strap yeah. it up, keep moving. Yeah. Make sure you keep mobile. But in a normal day-to-day, it would be... No, it would be, no, you're not playing no, next no, week. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, it just varies depending on the situation. So yeah. I, I think, yeah, that's an important point that um, seeing that it's a popular thing now. Like they're yeah. selling those portable ice baths that yeah. you just have at home, you blow it up and you jump yeah. in. Same with the saunas, like yeah. the ice and sauna, the portable ones. Yeah. yeah. But without the knowledge behind why or how. Yeah. I know when I first started before I really looked into ice baths, like I was, yeah, like I'd, I'd be every day and getting longer and longer. I think I, and it, I, I did a month, October, Two years ago, I did like every day for the for the full okay. month. Yep. Um, and extended it like I started at three minutes, ended at ten minutes yeah, by the end right. of it. Yeah. And like the pain was it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like and it's just silly. Yeah. There's no there's no benefit. You know what I mean? By your ego getting in the way yep. and pushing past. Yeah. You think right. you think you're achieving something? You're not. Yeah. So is that is is it mostly around? The three-minute mark is... There, it, there's, it there's no... It, it's getting in yep. and submerging yourself. If you get out, you get out. Okay, so there's, you know, the like time doesn't matter. Take the timer away. Yeah. You know, like there is a, a, an extended time you need to. You don't want to, depending on the on the temperature of the ice too, yep. Yep. you don't want to stay in really. Like three, two to three minutes is enough for anybody. Yep. People will start to push that because they can... You feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Like I feel comfortable when I get in. Mm-hmm. I can stay, yep. but why? Yeah. It's like saying I can come in here and I'm going to deadlift every day because yeah. I can feel like it, it's good, but my nervous system is being taxed. Yep. Too much. And then before you know it, 
you're breaking down. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yep. No different. It's just, it's recognising the stress you're putting on your body. Yeah, 100%. And then once you understand that, yep. there's just Then no you can need. manage the time based on... Yeah. Yep. I think the science, the studies that have been shown, the optimal was like up to 12 minutes a week Okay, is enough. Yeah, right. To get to get the benefit. To get a benefit. Yeah. Going past that, there, there's I don't think they've really gone to the studies to say what is the length past that. Yeah. But they're saying once you hit that twelve minutes, you're really not getting anything more Any from benefit. it. Yep. So then it becomes a stressor. Okay. Yeah. You know, so yeah, do you need because like yeah, I I'm sure you're the same, you're a business owner, you've got children. Yep. We have Mortgage stress, we yep. have business stress, we have children, we have yep. partners, we have this. Then you go and add an ice bath every day and say, I'm going to stay in there for 10 minutes. Yep. It's just another stress. Too much. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's managing and being smart about everything. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also finding what works. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's, that's another thing I wanted to lead on to as well. Like, that is a big thing that when I say, when you ask about the time, mm -hmm. Um, like if we have somebody come in and they say they want to have an ice bath, it's like, okay, have you done it before? No. All right. We're going to get in. If yep. you want to get out, get out. Get straight out. If you want to get in, we might have a target. All right. I'll put a timer on. If you want to stay to the two minutes and go to that, cool. Yep. And it will be cool. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, silly. Pun intended. <laughs> um, but there's nothing. I'm not going to put my hands on your shoulders and say, no, you're not getting out of here. That's right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Win, lose. No. Yeah. If got in, that's the win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then it's and then it's on an individual basis of is this going to help you? You know, like mm -hmm. if you're doing pain management, yeah. And it's we monitor it over a period of time. Yep. Is yeah. It, is it helping? Yep. Is it not is it hindering? Yep. And it's going to be an individual basis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'll, like with something like that, someone who's got chronic or persistent pain as it's called now. Um I wouldn't chuck them straight into no. stuff. I would start with things like mindfulness, yep. um, meditation, breath work, those kind of things, which are not going to put the stress on the system that you're yep. going to get from the initial exposure to yeah. the ice bath. But definitely as they progress, um, that cold water immersion or ice baths um, can be something that can be included. And like going back to making it for that person, like you said, just come in and try and get out yep. if you like. Same with mindfulness. So we do a lot of mindfulness breath work in the early stages of painful conditions yep. um, particularly chronic pain but what mindfulness means to one person is going to mean something completely different to yeah, someone else so exactly. uh, I get I get some hesitation a lot of the time for people who don't believe in mindfulness or meditation because they have this picture of mindfulness and meditation being that you know sitting cross-legged yeah. on the ground <laughs> and chanting your mantras yeah. which is fine like that stuff works too but those are seasoned meditators who do yeah. that kind of stuff um Whereas mindfulness or meditation, breathwork can be something as simple as like if you enjoy going to the headland and watching a whale, yeah, that can be yes. mindfulness. If yeah. you enjoy just sitting on the beach and listening to the waves break, yeah. that can be mindfulness. If it's yeah. sitting by a fire and the crackling of the fire and looking at the fire, you can practice your breathwork there. That's still mindfulness. Mm -hmm. It may even be just lying in a room, no sound, or lying in a yeah. room with music that you like. That mindfulness and meditation and breathwork doesn't have to be one size fits all. No, exactly. it can be tailored. Yeah, definitely, um, and it works really well. Yeah, yeah. I always believe like meditation. Meditation is basically just centering back to your breath. Yeah, exactly. In in any way, it's, yep. uh, and like breath work may be a bit more extreme. It can be a bit more extreme on yep. that side as you are really you can go to 
deep yeah. breath. Yeah. There's so many different modalities of breath work. Yeah, exactly. Um, no one size fits all there either. Yeah. You yeah. know, like the different breath work that I facilitate here can be anything from a box breathing through to a full deep diaphragmic, yeah. um, you know, cannot conscious connected breathing, yeah. which is, you know, full full on breathing. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's two extremes. But what works for one person, what one person wants, different to everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. And people will benefit at both ends of that. That's yeah, the, exactly. The really intense breath work, and then the, um, the just yeah basic breath work. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's another thing that we can come back to. There is um, when we're talking about injuries and past injuries and the trauma of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another. It's a word that gets thrown around a lot these days. Trauma. Yep. Um, but. Uh, the the breath work is is another way that we see and it's being shown that can release that trauma yeah. yep. that you've held on to that your body yep. hangs on to. Yep. Um, the way I describe it to people is that yeah, so you have stored energy yep. um, in your body. Uh, breath work can move that mm-hmm. through your body and release it. Yep. Um, it's not like I think people when I tell them that at first or when they see that they think. They're going to relive something. Okay. Um, the best thing with breath work is you don't relive a trauma. Mm-hmm. It's just releasing of that energy from your That's body. associated with yes. the trauma. Yep. Um, so you don't have to relive it to yeah, yeah, re- be sure. relieved from it. Yep. Um, I, you'll find people that they'll, they'll tell me after a breath work, it's like, I feel like something has moved. I feel like something like has been released. Yep. I said cool don't try and analyze it yep. don't search for something what i found with myself personally is if you go into something looking for it it won't happen yeah, yep. if you go in there open mind maybe an intention of i'm going to do this that or that yeah. um but something may happen and release you normally find it may be three months down the track mm. it'll become apparent to you yeah, yeah for sure six months you yeah know? yeah definitely. And, and that can be i think could be another a factor with old injuries. Absolutely, yeah. So, like past experience or past experiences definitely play a factor in yep. either new injuries or ongoing injuries, like your twenty-year back pain example. Yeah. Um, if like if you don't mind, I'll share a short story. Yeah. That it's a it's an anecdotal story, but there's a, a very famous pain researcher in Australia. He's a physio. His name's Lorimer Mosley, and he uses this story a lot to illustrate the impact that past experience can have on a new experience as far as pain is concerned and so he tells a story of when he went on a bushwalk um, and he felt something brush up against his leg and he just kept walking thinking it was a stick or something turns out that it was a brown snake had bitten him and brown snakes are known to have fairly light bites like their fangs are not very sharp so it just felt like a brush of a stick wasn't Mm. an intense pain at first he kept walking and then his body started to shut down because the venom from the brown snake is obviously quite deadly Um, he obviously made it to hospital and survived because he was able to tell the story later. Yeah. But then the point of this story is that when he next went on a bushwalk after he'd fully recovered, he went on a bushwalk and a stick brushed his leg. And this time it was actually a stick, not a yeah. snake bite. But he just collapsed in pain yeah. because of that past experience and his body connecting that sensation that, with yeah. what had happened last time, which was near fatal. Yeah. Um, and it took him a few moments of looking around, 
taking some breaths before he realized that no this was yeah, a stick this time and his body started to calm down yeah and so he uses that story to illustrate the impact of past experience or past trauma on what can happen yeah now or yeah. ongoing pain um, yeah amazing yeah yeah the, the human the brain in particular yeah. um one of its main roles is to protect us and so yeah exactly yeah and yeah, um, when it gets any kind of feedback like that it will do whatever it takes and if that means shutting Shut you down, down so that yeah. venom doesn't spread this time yeah that's what it'll do yeah yeah, yeah. i think uh, the, the the fact i think i've like i've left this stuff so long in my life and ignored it yep is a little bit frustrating oh yeah <laughs> you can't go back we go forward yeah but the fact that it's it's there um i encourage anybody and everybody just it's self-education mm, um you can have professionals to go to which is what you're doing yeah and that's that's amazing yep. that the facility is here in you know north haven that we you can go to you have an injury you have something that yep. you need to be seen to yep. it's there but self-education yeah absolutely is just something that everybody needs to go down yeah for sure. um just broaden the horizons yeah, of, yeah. of what's out there yeah and that's like health literacy is really important yeah um to have some and that's what we're like we spend a lot of time like in a session with us you'll get all the normal stuff that you get from physio so you'll get your hands-on treatment your manual yep. therapy you'll get some kind of exercise prescribed to help you in whatever it is that you're struggling with at the time but we also give a lot of information yeah um, we try very hard not to overburden we'll, we'll spread information out across the time of rehab but yeah um having that information is really important and that's where things like this will help like yep. podcasts and um social media posts that just give little snippets of information because yep. like you said you didn't know about it until later in life most people don't it's, no, it's no. not something that um is common knowledge no. but everyone's gonna have pain at some point yeah. everybody's gonna get old some point yeah. or older um and all of that information is helpful for you yeah i think it, it helps too having the contacts with people yeah um so like as you said they can come to you they trust you yeah for what the information you, you you're going to give them yeah i mean that's where i got introduced to breath work and ice baths and everything i trusted the person that was giving me this information i hadn't heard about it before i yeah. went to this four-day camp yeah practiced all this stuff and i haven't stopped since yeah but i put my faith in this person because yep. i knew what yeah where the, the background of this this guy and i had the faith that he was yeah. not selling me exactly not short you yeah. know so and then i went and studied and anything i could get any information and just took my credentials from there as in yeah and built going on yeah going for forward yeah yeah all right, that's amazing. Yeah, that's I good. think we'll leave it there. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm good. not sure how long we've gone for. Thirty, 30 odd minutes. minutes. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much for coming in. Not a problem. Um, yeah, as I said, this is our first one. We're not going to guarantee what the uh, sound quality and everything else is like. We'll but soon find out. It was better yeah. than last week's false start that <laughs> we didn't even get off the ground. That's right. All right. So thank you very much, and I'm sure we'll see each other around. Yep.